Hello, Mark Ja. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Mark stands for meet with God, reach out to others, know his purpose for your life, and to develop your potential. I want to encourage you before we even get started to ask God to soften your heart, open your mind to receive what he has for you. You're loved by a great God. But hey, I want to talk. Hey guys, how you doing? I wanted to talk to you tonight about spiritual warfare. And the basis for our text obviously comes from the book of Ephesians, where Paul, the apostle, is talking to the church of Ephesus, or at least it's ascribed to him, and he's talking to them about the body of armor that we are given by God through the power of the Holy Spirit to make war against the enemy. And it's not it's not something that you would see like in mortal combat, okay? Some of you wish it was like that because it may be a little bit easier. Sometimes I wish it was, you know, he's dead. I don't got to deal with him. There goes another demon. But it's not my job to do that. Okay, chapter 6 and verse 10. Let's read this. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, which is one of my gifts. I was given this wonderful day, so I am brought to the modern text. So thus saith the Lord. A final word, be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. Put on the put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the enemy. I want to talk to you tonight about spiritual warfare for I'm from the south. And out of this text, I want for us and for you to just reflect out of the entire Bible every kind of thing that you have learned. What you perceive to be warfare in the physical, in the Old Testament, was obviously a spiritual battle. And what you perceive to be physical in the New Testament is really a spiritual battle. Because there was a transition between old and new. It's called the Holy Spirit. And our battle right now is not against your neighbor. It's not against your peers. It's not against your parents. It's not against your professor. It's not against your boss. Well, maybe sometimes. (laughs) Except for you. (laughs) Well, maybe sometimes. Why didn't you show up? No, just kidding. It is against the enemy. It's against his strategy. And I want us to look at three specific things out of this portion of Scripture that echo through history. Beginning at verse 10, it says to be strong. It says in the New Living, a final word, be strong in the Lord. I want us to look and examine what does it mean in the Lord? What does that word in mean to you? Does it mean I'm just amongst a group of people floating through the air and it's fun and joyous? What does it mean to be strong in the Lord? I actually had to look this word up. I'm not going to get all deep on you. I'm just going to bring out the... the uh, uh, dictionary interpretation of it, and there's there were so many I only wrote four. As a preposition, it means expressing the situation of something 
that is or appears to be enclosed or surrounded. Expressing the situation, something within. It's an expression within a certain situation. Number two was expressing a period of time during which an event takes place. In the month of July, this takes place. But there's this key word that keeps popping up in every single one of these. It's expression. It's an expression within the Lord. It's a demonstration of God's authority, God's power, the Holy Spirit through you in the Lord. Be strong, be expressive in the Lord. Express what the Lord has given to you. I could put it that way. A fourth one, I think I skipped three, but it says, expressing the length of time before the future event is expected to take place. And number four, as a noun, a position of influence. I think the fourth one to me in this particular situation is more exact. It's a position of influence. That keyword in is a positional word because you are in the authority of the Lord. You have the right to be strong in that position and express that position and that strength and that courage, just like Moses said to Joshua, just like David said to his son, Solomon. All these leaders passed down specific words that are saying to the newer generation, be strong in the Lord. Did it say you? It didn't. Because honestly, we have no strength. Honestly, if I was standing here under my own power, I would probably fall on the floor. I probably wouldn't be standing here. You would be falling out of your chair. Why? Because you'd be dead. Because you don't count the breaths that you take, do you? You don't even think about it the heartbeat that is inside of you. Because if you walk in the Lord, the Lord grants you breath. He grants you a heartbeat. He gives you things freely. And spiritual warfare is something that the Lord has given you to combat the enemy. How many of you like combat? How many of you like argumentation? <laughs> I, I knew you were going to raise your hand, right? How many of you like to get in a little confrontation? I was going to say, you better raise your hand because you know Megan's looking at me like, oh, yeah. You like to get in a little confrontation. Can I tell you, even though you like it, there comes a point in your time in your life that you're just done. You're just done. Can I tell you, when it comes to that point in your life, you already have the victory. Don't be done. Be fulfilled. Be in the Lord. How do you do that? Well, to me, it says in the. Number one, I need to understand that there is only one. When Jesus teaches us how to pray, what does he say? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Father, not Father's. He says there's one. 
And so I need to recognize that for me to be strong, I have to be strong in the one Lord. Not that there are multiple lords, leaders, other people. Yes, I totally understand that. But there is only one Father. There is only one Lord, and it's God. And so I can only gain my strength against the enemy and have the strength to go forth in power and might when I follow his name, when I am in him, when I am in that one Lord. The second thing that we need to understand is we need to be strong in his mighty power. There again in the New Living Translation, it uses that word in. And then it says his mighty power. Does anybody have an understanding or a statement of what does the word mighty mean? Possessing great and impressive power or strength. Very large. I'm a mess. (laughs) As an adverb, extremely powerful or extremely. If he's God, isn't he all powerful? Isn't he the definition of dunamis, that Greek word for power? I think so. So if I'm in a combat situation, if I'm in a spiritual warfare situation, and Scripture has instructed me to be strong, it's not giving me the option to, oh, well, you can also be weak. Paul is addressing the church of Ephesus as he's saying, in this combat environment, be strong. Now, is is there an antonym to that? Yeah, be weak. But that's your choice. But Paul is presenting to you in a thesis, if you will, or an articulated letter to the church of Ephesus that you have the right and the capability with inside of you to combat the enemy by putting on the full armor of God. He said, be strong. He's encouraging you to be in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord, in his mighty power, not your own. Not by might, not by power, but by my, go ahead. Spirit says, the Lord, you had food in your mouth. It's okay. I give you grace. Eating in my class. How dare you? Go see the principal. Where's your dad? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Power. The ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially as a faulty or, excuse me, faculty or quality, to do something or the ability to do something or act act in a particular way, especially, especially, I can't preach tonight, as a faculty or quality. God's into quality. He gives you the best of the best. I don't know if you're into, how many of you like weapons? Come on, guys. What's wrong with you? Weapons of warfare can be multiple things, but in my environment, it's usually guns, knives, stuff like that. I was watching these videos uh, about different types of weapons, and I found, I think, my favorite shotgun. shotgun. It's a semi-automatic weapon that will 
shoot as many rounds as you could pump your finger with. And it comes with a 30, 30 round cylinder and it comes silenced. That's awesome. You hear this, and this guy's just going to town. And it's funny because you get this close up and you see his face going like this. And then he looks at the camera and he just goes, yeah. I mean, he's from the South, so what else can you say? Oh, yeah, that was good. Huh? No, I was just kidding. This is power. That is a weapon of warfare. It's high quality. It cost a lot. I mean, the price on that thing was like, probably, I think it was like $4,000. Can I tell you the weapons of spiritual warfare that God gave you cost Jesus's life? And they're priceless. And they're available to you. Because in this new year, can I tell you, I'm not a prophet of doom. But I'm going to tell you, the way things are going, the way I read scripture, it only gets worse until it gets extremely good. And we need to be ready as God's people to defend in spiritual warfare. I'm not saying go out there, pick a fight with somebody, or go argue with somebody. Can I tell you, arguing with somebody about God never works. At least it doesn't in, as to the things I've done. I ask questions. I don't argue with people anymore. I used to think, you know, I got a degree from Salem Bible College, and I'm going to go infect your brain with the gospel of Jesus Christ and argue with you until I hold you down on the ground and beat you with my Bible. I wouldn't do that. That was the violent way of getting Jesus. The aggressive evangelism. We call it attackful evangelism. And then I got older. And they used to beat me up. And then I got wiser. I actually read the Bible. And then I did what Jesus did. You say this, but this is what I say. And then I started to ask questions like Jesus did. Instead of attack people, I love them, and I just simply asked a question. And then I did the most powerful thing, which the Lord has been challenging me on, and my wife and I have had a talk about this as well. The Lord has just challenged me. The greatest tool that you could have for spiritual warfare is prayer. Pastor Lou Shelton Sunday talked about that. One of the greatest things that you could ever have is the power of prayer. You reach heaven and heaven reaches back and your life changes. I've seen it time and time, even recently in my wife and I's life, even in the smallest minute things, when things don't seem like they're going the right way, all of a sudden, I don't want to use the word magically, but godly they turn around. And God shows up. Why? Because it just takes people being strong and courageous. If we were to turn over to the book of Job, which is what I'm studying over and over and over and over again, we, we see this great discourse between he and his friends, and, and the enemy got permission from God to attack him and to take everything but his gripey wife away from him and his gripey friends and at the very end, when he was literally probably wishing that he would die, this young guy steps in out of the blue and just lamb blasts him and calls the other three retards in modern language 
fools for speaking the way that you have and even addressing this situation. And he condemns, he condemns Job and just says, except that you have sin in your life and this is condemnation from God and judgment from God. And Job says, I can't. That's called being strong. How many of you have had family or friends that have been that type of a person? And they just come at you at every angle. And you're like, dear God, take them home before I do. Just kidding. (laughs) Spirit of slap come over me. The little bit of fist. And then God heal them. Just kidding. (laughs) Pastor Aaron, do you know what Dan said? Spiritual warfare, being strong. How about David? David recognizing several different times that he was weak. Psalm 51 being one of them after his sin with Bathsheba. After everything that transpired against you and you alone, Lord, have I sinned. Or when he's out in the field, you hear him time and time again through the Psalms and even through uh, the Chronicles or Kings is that He's describing the situation. He's like, oh, God, help me, Jesus. And then all of a sudden, but you, oh, Lord. I want to tell you, there are times of weakness, and God knows your weakness. But in spiritual warfare, he wants you to be strong. And when you can't be strong, you call upon his name. You ask for strength. You be strong in his mighty power. And when you realize that you can't do it, you call upon his authority. You turn to him. You depend upon him. You let him do the fighting for you because the battle has already been won. The third and final thing, as we close up here very early, because I want for us to discuss some things here. The last thing it says to do is to put on all of God's armor. How many of you have ever, how many of you did a ride-along with the police department? One. Excellent. I want to encourage every single one of you to go on a ride-along. How many of you appreciate our law enforcement? I I encourage you to go do a ride-along. doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. Go do a ride-along. I want you to see all of the equipment that they have to wear to protect themselves and help defend you from people that want to do you harm. The sleep that they sacrifice. Maybe talk to them about their family life, which they'll rarely do because they don't like to discuss those things because their families pay the price for them to get dressed in that uniform and put that badge on and to be strong on your behalf in the times and the situations that you don't want to deal with, and all the horror that they have to see every day and go from one thing to the next to the next to the next, and they don't get counseling. Where you get to sit back in front of your TV, they're up all night protecting you while you sleep. They have to put on all of this armor. God wants us to do that same type of thing. But in our 
our situation, I'll just turn that light off. Our situation, it's spiritual armor. Now, can anybody, does, do you remember we read that situation? Does it ever say to take it off? How many of you know sometimes you got to repair that armor? How many of you got a car that needs repair? You guys need to repair those cars. We got plenty of them. How many of you know that if you don't maintain those things, you will get hurt? Emotionally, mentally, sometimes physically, most definitely spiritually, because you may lose your salvation screaming at that car or screaming at the person that hit you because your car broke down or something like that. You have to keep it well-maintained. You have to keep your sword, which is the word, sharp. You have to keep your shield cleansed, your shield of faith. Keep believing, keep building it, keep making it more and more dense. Okay? Shod your feet with peace. Learn peace. Learn how to be patient and patient and have the Lord really is working on me on that to just learn to be in peace at whatever transpires. It doesn't mean I don't get irritated or frustrated, but learn to find the peace in the midst of the storm. Know to go to Psalm chapter 23 and read it to where it says that the Lord prepares a table for you in the midst of your enemy. Why? Bullets are flying around, spiritual bullets, swords, arrows. And he says, sit down. And you're looking around going, <laughs> he just says, peace. You just got to realize who you're with. It's that same Jesus that was in the boat with the disciples. And he spoke to the storm and said, peace, be still. Because the storm is nothing more than peace and turmoil. Learn to find peace. Belt of truth. Always speak the truth. Always seek the truth. Know the truth. Proclaim truth. Get armed up. Go to the mirror every morning. Look at it. The first thing you say is, dang, you look good. You know, put something up on the mirror that walks you through a process maybe if you can't do it here first 15 minutes i heard somebody on the radio says the first 15 minutes of your day are the most crucial time of your day and if you put god first doesn't mean the rest of your day won't go awkward or towards the other way but what god can feed you in the morning can sustain you through the rest of the day I'm trying to learn to do that again because life gets busy. You have as many kids and then you have a farm and then you have animals and you have a company and my wife travels and she has work and then she has all this chaos that happens at work. Sometimes you come home and you just don't feel like doing anything, but there's all these things that you got to do and that's the one thing after the next and I can't find time. First thing. Early in the morning do I rise up and seek thee, is what David said. Well, I'm just not a morning person. Early in the afternoon, Lord, do I rise up and seek thee. Early at night, if you work graveyard, 
late at night, whenever, find that time. Because how many of you believe that if you don't condition yourselves, how many of you go to the gym? <laughs> how many of you would like to go to the gym? Come on, guys, just raise your hand. Just, just make me feel good. Okay, I would like to go to the gym. I have it waiting for me in my basement in a pile because I haven't finished the room. But if you don't condition yourself, like if I, how many of you work a manual labor job? I know you do. If you don't condition yourself towards that job, what happens to your physical body? It goes from this to dropping like this. You go to go like this and it's like, what is that? Foghorn, leghorn, or whatever. The arm just drops into the underbow instead of bulging up. It's like, you know, you start to get weak. You start to fail. How many of you have been doing something and, and your legs just ache? You're like you walked up two flights of stairs and you're like, <laughs> and the lady that walks up behind you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Just fat. I'm good. <laughs> Don't you laugh at me. It's true. We have to condition ourselves spiritually. And it, t- it does take discipline. But can I tell you what? I know each one of you can do it. I know each one of you can be victorious in your discipline for spiritual warfare. Because we're not battling flesh and blood. You go, <laughs> you just don't know my situation. You're right, I probably don't. But he does. Seek the Lord. Knock on his door. Pastor Lou talked about that Sunday. The the lady that just wouldn't give up. Just knock on the door. I've heard Pastor Erickson talk about that. I've heard Pastor Aaron talk about that. Knock, 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 and knock, 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 knocking on God's door. And God opens the door and goes, yes, can I help you? Because maybe it's not the right time. He doesn't go, what do you want? And slam the door in your face. Or open the door. I'll cut you, man. Get away from my door. <laughs> Sorry, that was a Puerto Rican in me coming out. And say, I take your hubcaps, man. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but put on the full armor of God. And can I tell you, one of those things that you need to have is a sense of humor. It is. Because you need to find your joy. How many of you want joy that's unspeakable? We've seen these songs. What is that? Joy unspeakable that won't go away. Just enough strength to make it through the day. Can I tell you, I've had days like that. Had just enough strength, just enough joy to make it through the day. And then I go home and I'm like, oh God, help me. And then I get into his word or I worship. The other day I went home. What day was that when I went into the, was it Monday? And I just, I needed to get right here with the Lord or else I was going to just go off on my family or something, go off on the dog, grace. That's the dog's name, by the way. Give the dog grace. That's why I named my son named the dog grace. So no, just kidding. 
I have to physically condition myself. I had to go into a room and worship the Lord and get my guitar out and sing these old songs that I used to sing to the youth group that I used to preach to years ago. And I could barely remember the chords, but I just started to to start to sing in him we and make see you know the song don't you and have how many know that song okay you're old too you're just musical there's a lot (laughs) of music major too there's there's a lot of old songs that have so much power that bring you to that place it it transitioned my way of thinking from me to he. It transitioned me vertically, not horizontally. It transitioned me from me to he, and then it helped me horizontally because then I could approach the situation. I can talk with peace that passes all understanding because I didn't know why I was so stinking mad or whatever the case may be. I don't even remember the situation, but remember, we don't need to talk about that. I didn't remember, but because I chose to put on the armor of God, and to me, one of those things is peace. And I had the faith to put on that truth and that sword to get into his word to worship him. Because I have that helmet of what's the helmet thank you i have that salvation i've been saved so i have that right to allow god to do the battle for me because when i don't understand this is my answer and when i seem to not fully understand or have the knowledge i come to this thing it's called god's word it's new it's fresh every morning and then I take it to him in prayer. And when I can't pray, I begin to pray in other other tongues. I get, begin to just worship him in what we call tongues, speaking in another language. And, and the Lord does the battle for me when I don't know what to pray. And then all of a sudden, it just seems to always happen. Peace that passes understanding comes over me. And then I know the battle may not be fully over, but that skirmish that I was in is finished. Because Jesus has a victory. All I needed to do was proclaim it. So tonight, in spiritual warfare, be strong in the Lord. Be an influence, a positional influence. Be strong in his mighty power, his very large, gigantic, explosive yet loving and compassionate power. And put on the full armor of God. I know these are simple words, but that is basic spiritual warfare. You want to get deeper in it? Start at the beginning of the book. You will see everything that I just said from Genesis through Revelation. People being strong. Look at the book of Judges, God calling judges to come forth, to be leaders, and they take courage. My my most favorite is Shamgar, because the passage is like two lines. (laughs) 
Shamgar was called upon the Lord. He got an ox goat and he kicked some can. He destroyed thousands of Philistines with an ox goat. I don't even remember what that is. But he just beat him down. Why? Because he knew warfare. He knew that God was on his side. You agree? Amen. Why don't you stand with me? Father, we just thank you so much. Lord, I, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your word. Lord God, it says not, we are not fighting against flesh and blood and enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against the mighty power in this dark world against evil spirits in the heavenly places. This truly is a militaristic combat zone. And it's a warfare of our mind. It's the warfare of our area. There's principalities and powers that work around us through people, through situations, through distractions through both physical and spiritual things, Lord God. So tonight, I would just ask that in the name of Jesus, our eyes, our spiritual eye, would be open to the war around us. Our spiritual eyes would be open to the King of kings and the Lord of lords that is before us. And scripture says that if he's before us, who can stand against us? Not one thing. Our daddy is right before us. And Father, I just thank you for that. Lord, in the situations maybe that individuals are dealing with this week, you're before them. You're fighting the good fight for them the righteous fight, the faithful one, the almighty. You are the definition of strong. You are the definition of power. You are God. And we worship you tonight, God. I'm just going to do one thing right here, and I'm just going to say, if, if you're dealing with a situation, I don't need to know about it. Nobody needs to know about it. But you're dealing with a situation that you know you need prayer. You need God to handle it because you've tried, you've tried, you've tried, and there doesn't seem to be results, at least from your physical standpoint. I want you to raise your hand. We're going to pray over that. We're going to pray over that. I believe that in Jesus' name, which has all authority and all power, because he sits at the right hand of God, because he came and he died and was resurrected on the third day, and he has been given the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that your situation as of this day forward, because you've raised your hand, when you believe and have faith, it's going to change. 
I just want to proclaim that right now, prophetically, that your situation is going to change in Jesus' name. And you're going to be excited. You're going to be full of joy. You're going to journal it. You're going to make a poster out of it. You're going to do whatever you need to reflect back on it so that when the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy that joy, you remind him of the victory that Jesus has already given you because he's going to do it physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Proclaim it over your life and the authority that Jesus has for you. In him we live and move and have all being. Paul writes to the church of Ephesus in the 13th verse. It says, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And I tell you that that time is now. Just put it on. Start to walk your way through that process. And even if you got to do it physically, pretend like you're putting a belt on. Pretend as though you're tying your shoes. Pretend as though you've put a helmet on. Pick up the shield. Pretend like you're picking it up and speak it over to your life. Lord, I'm just going to have faith. I'm going to have peace. I'm, I, Lord, I received that salvation. I'm going to speak truth, know truth, proclaim truth. And Lord, I'm going to learn your word and defend myself with your word from this day forward. Father, I thank you for that right now. That as they have faith and as they believe in your name, those things will come true because your word proclaims it. Whatsoever you ask, believing in Jesus' name, that shall it be given. We just thank you and we give you praise. In your name, amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. We'd like to invite you to one of our services at People's Church here in Salem, Oregon. We meet on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for small groups and 11.30 a.m. for our main service. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at MarkedYa, that's M-R-K-D-Y-A. Or you can find us at our church website, peopleschurch.com marked. Thanks for listening. You're loved by a great God.